This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce some podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We Let got us you covered. help you. We Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it. We'll package it. We'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it. And uh, you just upload it yourself. And we'll uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in Podcasting 101. TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness and wellness. You name it, you need it. We're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program, working with special populations around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, All the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian. We got a lot. We are where it's at. Yeah. You know what? Fiona Vanderwerf is going to be on the show today. (laughs) And fitness lights her up. (laughs) That's right. So if you're having a day maybe like I'm having where you're like, what the what? the hell's going what on am I in this doing? world i need just someone someone give me some show me some light show us some love show us some kindness people like oh we're bringing you a lighthouse today right that lighthouse is coming to us from uh muskoka ontario yeah right two hours north our of neighbors Toronto. to the north mm-hmm. and uh Fiona actually was a speaker on Project Hope. I know that a few episodes back, uh, Sergeant Ken and also our friend Speedball Steve was on talking about um, bringing people together and giving people hope, you know, help other people endure. And Fiona had reached out to me. I'd spoken and she is just a light. And she says she turned shadows into light. That's right. For the underdog. Uh-huh. I, her energy is amazing. If we're ever in the same room, I think we're going to combust. Um, maybe my sister to the north. A lot of I got a lot of sisters and brothers, but like, it, we're all fit crazies. We all share the shine and refuse to let people dim it. And Fiona is is just walks the walk and fit crazy for real. Mm-hmm. From running marathons, you know, half marathons, marathons to Ironman into bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, and you know fitness um, modeling and mm-hmm. you know stage appearances and spray tanning which you'll hear <laughs> about uh, goodness um, but just you know just an amazing spirit is what I take away from mm-hmm. from our conversation um, you know just something that that uh, that we really need uh, and you know in this crazy crazy world in these crazy crazy times um, you know there are there are kind souls out there mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's just refreshing and, and beautiful conversation to have with somebody she is quite the light. So you are going to love this episode, everybody. And there's so many just amazing takeaways. And we too hear Fiona's story and and what she's up to right now. And she even offers a little, uh, you know, a little uh, giveaways to some of our listeners. That's so, right. Super listen, important. Listen to the end. Get on it. All right. Because there's an offer for you here. And if you uh, mention this podcast, um, I don't know. I think maybe there's some uh, freebies for you. That's right. You buy one, you give one. Love it. It's going to work out well. So let's do this. Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast with the great and energetic Fiona Vanderwerf. Here we go.
is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. In the microphone. We are where <laughs> it's at. So, you're laughing already? <laughs> we got a great international guest today. Oh. We love going international. That's right. Oh my gosh. Aloha. She's not in Hawaii. <laughs> it's not international either. Oh, I'm Jewish. Yes. You can say shalom. All right. <laughs> shalom. All right. So, um, Fiona Vanderwerf, mm-hmm. how are you doing today? I am doing really well in spite of these wild and wacky times. I'm wild and wacky, so I just roll with it. So I had a, a real, I'm doing great. How about you too? I'm doing fantastic. That's a loaded question. How Christine, much time do we have? Yeah. How much time do we have? Let's get out the, the leather couch here, Christine. You can uh, sit down. Lay- I'm good. I'm <laughs> You're good. You're good. We're good. Every day. We're good. Um, Fiona, where are you right now, by the way? We said international. Where are you? Well, I currently reside in Muskoka, Ontario, Canada. We are about two hours north of Toronto, if you're familiar with Toronto. Um, Absolutely beautiful day on my front porch overlooking a golf course. It's blue. It's green. There's some incredibly incompetent golfers across the street, <laughs> uh, um, over beyond what they should. But you know what? It's a beautiful day to be outside for as long as you can. I love it. I love how everyone from Canada is like, I'm from like blah, blah, blah. And then you have to give a city because no one has any idea where the towns are. It's like, well, you know, you fly into Toronto is where it is. And, and we go from there. I love yeah. it. And- yeah, and if I told you that I was born in Wawota, Saskatchewan, <laughs> your eyes would cross and stay there. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> is it cold there? How cold is it? It Wawota. sounds really cold. It well, it's it's not necessarily cold in so much as it's very flat. Oh. I was born in a very small community in a very small area of Saskatchewan. Um, I think people forget that we have it's Canada. People, a lot of people talk to us about. We're like this one big thing. So when my I have relatives in England, and whenever they fly over for a visit, they're like, oh, so we can go to like Banff tomorrow, and we can go to Vancouver tomorrow. And we're like, it's not like England. That is like yeah. a ways away. So it's that discrepancy with um, uh, distances, I think, that throws people. But I like to think that everyone's friendly in, in Canada, and uh, – we really do have a wonderful nation. I dig the States, though. I've, I've traveled all over the States, and frankly, I've always had fun there, too. So I think it's kind of what you make of it. Brian, didn't we talk about how we're probably, at this point with the United States, we're going to be moving to Canada? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's chaos it's here. Chaotic. It's chaos. I feel for both of you very much. It's uh, The news is probably not the... the full truth but uh there's a lot of heartbreak a lot of hurt and a lot of uncertainty and uh there's sometimes praying isn't enough right so it's we like to see what we can do from our end to advocate or to do something to you know say that we support you because i'm just like 120 percent supporting everybody it's uh, a very uncertain time here here now that's yeah. that and that's the truth you know you do what you mm-hmm. can where you can and 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 just yeah. um you know, there's so many people, and it is. It's heartbreaking. That's that's exactly the way I feel about about it, yeah. about everything. And it's just, you know, it's it's, it's a bizarre time. Let's just love a little bit more. Yes. Can we just Yay. try and lift each other up instead of instead of criticizing and pushing people all their down and exercise a bit? Yeah, it helps. Yeah. Oh my gosh, maybe people yep. would feel a little better if they exercised maybe just a little bit more. Yeah. I had a lady that I trained this morning, actually, a uh, first-time client, really lovely lady, and she was very reluctant. You could hear in her statements. Mm-hmm. I very much, when people ask me questions, I go, okay, there's a growth mindset I can kind of have fun with. And she was just giving me blanket statements and very reluctant. And then we got up to move, and I went, oh, now I get it. She's so tight in her posture. Her alignment is tight. Her shoulders are hunched forward. Her hip flexors are just giving her grief. So we just got right down on the floor, worked out, stretched, released. And by the end of the session, she was asking questions. She was excited to move. Like it really is that it really brought home that uh, not only am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is always nice to be validated, but to see that power of movement shift somebody's ability to communicate and connect. It really was great. We opened up those energy pathways, you know? Yeah, sure did. All it's of a sudden, a, things are flowing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. You so, 
here's what here's what I need to uh, tell our listeners. Tell. Number one is that mm. our guests don't ever just fall into our you know office or you know onto our airwaves. That mm. um, Fiona actually just spoke on Project Hope. All of our listeners should be knowing what that is. Um, with Sergeant Ken, the Sergeant Ken, and um, she just killed it, by the way. Um, Absolutely killed it, and I know that we connected because I spoke on the second leadership team, and Fiona's like, oh my God, you have a podcast, let's do it. I know. Um, But I just think it's so powerful, um, just the, the power of the podcast, the power of the fitness industry coming together and saying, hey, you know what, we're gonna lift each other up, and just doing it for each other and then seeing that spread. I mean, connecting with you and, you know, getting you on, you know, with talking with Brian and I, like, this is what it's about. You know, I didn't know you, you didn't know me. And now we all know each other. And (laughs) (laughs) But this is what it's about. Now our listeners around the globe are going to be like, who is this Fiona girl? Like, what is the deal? And, and that's just, I think it's so powerful to be able to spread that message and take it It from, you know, there's people that Brian makes fun of me because I stalk people on social media. I don't that make I, fun of you. you I do. haven't made fun of you in a long time. You're welcome. Um, so, <laughs> since the leather couch comment I made <laughs> three minutes ago, you might totally did. That's fine. That's fine. I own it. Um, but that's like that's the thing. It's we get to connect with people, and it's it's just yeah. an amazing outlet that I can't imagine not not being in this realm of how yeah, do we like, lift each other up? How do we do it? Like I've worked like the super boring jobs and I would be racing to get those jobs done for the day. So I could go and teach class, train a mm-hmm. client, practice for a triathlon box. Like there was, I, I would always spend my days going towards that direction. And it wasn't until my, my husband said when I was on mat leave with my first child, he said, you know, you really should just be doing this and whatever you need to do to make that happen. You know, you've got my support, but he said like you, you light up when you, you coach and train, you're meant to do that. So stop doing the boring jobs at the shoe store. Like stop, stop doing that and just connect with people and get them excited about movement too. Because my, my enthusiasm about movement and fitness is, is absolutely authentic. I'm like this all the time. I love it. It is such a gift. I've had clients that have not been able to move by their own volition. And it is such a treat to be able to do something as simple as pick something off the floor. And it's not a big deal to me. Like I don't, I really don't take that ever for granted. I really don't. I mean, that drives me. So why shouldn't I share? And you know, the world that my why has always been the world is helped by you. So my legacy is to help and be of service to other people. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. It, yeah, it is. It just, it lights me up. I don't have to, yeah, it's wonderful. You, you just described Christine and I as well, you know, that we had these jobs. Oh, we good. had, you know, we had these things that we were doing that weren't making us happy. And, you know, I was the guy in mortgage banking that everybody was coming up to saying, how do I, how do I um, get fit. What, you know, what you ran this, how are you running? Like, what should I do? And all these things. And what, yeah. what you know, where they, they like to show me what they were eating. <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting at my desk. And, cool. Yeah. Does Here's, that help with mortgage refinancing? <laughs> That's good to know. Cause, but, cause but, I got a quinoa bowl that made it. Cool. Yeah. But you know, but it was like, and then the passion came out just the same as when you stretched that woman this morning. Like we loosened up like that. You know, we're bound by these things, whether it's physical or, uh, you know, careers can bind us and all these things. But, man, I am so much happier now, just like you and just like Christine doing what we love to do. You know, it beats working. Yeah. My uh, one of one of the quotes that kind of guided me a little while ago, um, I, I left a job about two years ago that. I really enjoyed that was in health and movement, but I was not moving in that role. It wasn't able to grow. A couple other were there, but basically I was a square in a circle peg Mm -hmm. trying to fit in. And my husband said, you know, if you're the people that surround you, if they're not there with their hands open, the surrounding actually looks more like a cage. And 
I just said, oh my God, am I in a cage? He's like, I think you might be in a cage. So you need, you need to shift that. So everyone needs to lift you up because I think it's, why wouldn't you surround yourself by people that lift you up? And, you know, as much as my role as a, as a coach and a wellness coach is to look at people who aren't lifting themselves up and other people and say, look, like, what can we do to just open this part of your heart that's so closed off through trauma, through degenerative disease? And how can we get you to just open and share and be of light to other people? Right. So it's, uh, you never know who you're going to get as a, as a trainer. Right. And I think, I don't know, Christine, if you can relate to this, but with 75% of our client base of personal training clients, usually being women, I've truly spent my, spent my whole life almost recognizing that I'm always told that I need to be thinner. I need to be fitter. I need to look younger at the age of 20. (laughs) I was told I needed to look younger. I have a a frown line between my eyes that I've had since I was, um, I think 16. And I can't tell you the number of people that have said, you know, you'll look younger if, if you get rid of that. Um, you could be better, you could read more, you could do more. And part of that, I think, spurred me to like go extremo and do, you know, the ultra marathons and the Ironmans. And, and at one point, I was looking very seriously at doing the, you know, the three day, there's a three day Ironman event out where you do an Ironman a day for three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, and I had to think seriously about what was that? Was I doing it just to say I did it? Or was I going to do it because that just really like made my heart get excited? And I thought, no, it's not making me excited at all. <laughs> one Ironman in one day is quite enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. What was um we had a uh, we had a guest on that is super into Brian know, Connors. Time. Yeah, Brian Connors yeah. did ten wow. in ten days. It's incredible. Like it's incredible. I'm like, it drives you. Yeah. Right? No thanks. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. One's good. But it doesn't drive thanks. you, right? Like it, I, it's not a dri- drive. But it's the same thing when. Is yeah. Fun. It's the same thing when people are like, you know, when I talk to people and I'm like, you should, you should do a marathon. They're like, yeah, I don't ever want to do that. And I'm like, then you shouldn't because you either have it or you don't. <laughs> you know, you either want to do it or you're yeah. no. You know. So, but that's, you know, that's what makes, that's what makes you a fit crazy. Like the two of us, like you have something in you that's like, Hey, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do an Ironman. Like what, what, what's wrong with us? Do more. Well, you know, (laughs) no, because all our choices like in life anyway, are based on value, confidence and risk. And what I do with that is I turn the dial up and go, (laughs) 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 just to see, right. I'm the wet paint person. If there's mm-hmm. a wet paint sign, I'm touching it. Just yeah. to see. You know, I got to do it. You got, you can't say no. I like saying yes to stuff. So. My, uh, the best, the be- oh, Angel Bob, this one guy told me, yeah. you know, he was, I was like, you know, so what's like the worst thing that could happen with these races, these like big endurance mm-hmm. races or Ironman or whatever? He goes, worst that happens is that you die. <laughs> and I'm like, worst. what? <laughs> like, why would you tell me that? He's like, well, you ask. Yeah, like, worst happens, you die. I mean. Probably not going to happen. Right. You know. <laughs> Chances are you live. Oh my goodness. You die. Yeah. That's subtle. The mm-hmm. worst thing that happened to me was um, my second Ironman at Panama City, where the biggest hill is like five feet high. It's awesome. <laughs> um, is I ran into the wrong tent after the water portion. And I mean, it was great for me because I got so much eye candy. I didn't need any simple carbs for the bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like that was the worst thing that happened to me in a race. That's awesome. Oh, that's hysterical. That's yeah. that's a lot. Wasn't of... bad at all. Oh my gosh, <laughs> hysterical. So take us take us back to um to the how. How did you get oh. to where you are now? Give us a little taste of. You know, You're looking you... for the Coles notes, aren't you, Christine? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So I um, I struggled most of my years growing up with being fit and active. Um, I was never into team sports. I was never into, like, soccer, um, gym classes where we had to do the rhythmic ball and dance around to, like, St. Elmo's Fire and stuff. <laughs> it was like, I would, like... Wait, what? It was just... Oh, 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 I'm yes. sorry. Do you not have rhythmic ball in the States? Uh, In New York, we definitely did not have rhythmic ball. So here's the deal. You take a ball (laughs) and you put music on 
and you're graded on how you move and dance around holding the ball. I can't make this up. <laughs> is this the one in the Olympics where it's they like do the, like the, the, yeah. it should never where be they do like gymnastics like, and throw the ball up and they do flips oh and they catch it? it yeah, I, I, I will point out that I did not do that. Um, so I hope you have pictures of this. The, you know, we also had participation awards in Canada where you would get badges for doing pull ups and sit ups and. We would have like an exercise that we would run through the school. Well, we were supposed to run outside the school for like five kilometers. And me and my friends would like cut through the school so we wouldn't have to do it. And then we pretend we ran it in four minutes and stuff. (laughs) Um, Like not motivating. I actually ended up failing grade 10 gym. And the reason I bring that up is because it was a huge turning point for me. Because I'd had a teacher say, you know, you're a spaz. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. (laughs) And they said, you're a spaz. I have to pass you in gym because I don't want you to come back next year to my class. <laughs> you have no coordination and you're really not athletic and I just don't want you back. So I'm just going to pass you and, and just so I don't have to see you again in, in volleyball or basketball or anything. So obviously you can't do that now as a teacher. But at the time I just went, oh, well, Okay, well, that was that was kind of a crappy thing to say to somebody who's like 15. But, you know, I'll see what I can do. So I took that moment and went, all right, well, I can't do rhythmic ball, you know, but I could certainly I need to find out what else I can do because I never liked team sports. And I went I went away to university and there was something very attractive to me about rugby. I was dating at the time that was on the rugby team. And I went, you know what? That just looks like fun. You're running in the field. There's no protective equipment. It's dirty. And there's really good kegger parties afterwards. Mm -hmm. I hate to tell you that's the motivator, (laughs) but it was. And we ended up, I ended up being on the, um, our university team for three years. We went to the provincials. I loved the hardcoreness of rugby. And with rugby, we had to build a base. So I started running. I started weight training. I didn't need to run and weight train with anybody. I could do that on my own. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm really enjoying this. And then I started to do a little bit of boxing. And I traveled overseas, and I managed to break my arm boxing. So that was kind of the end of that little career. But I love the individual training, and I love that mindset of if I need to do really well, I need to do my best. It really needs to be up to me to put the time and the discipline in. And, you know, as Muhammad Ali said, you know, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right? right. And I realized I really didn't like getting punched in the face. So boxing wasn't my fit, but I loved the discipline of it. And I loved that, you know, getting up at three in the morning. I'm an early morning person, so I could never find anyone to go running with me at 430 in the morning or five. So I started doing more running and then I started enjoying the distances and then I got a job at the running room in Canada which is kind of like a a franchise for sporting equipment but specific to runners and I managed one of the running rooms and ran a bunch of clubs uh went did my first marathon and went this is really kind of cool I got to do another one and then half marathons and all, all those distances um I had started dating the man that I was smart enough to marry. He's uh, my, my rock star, my, my tribe. And his friends ran a triathlon series in Canada called the Subaru Triathlon Series, the Fraser family. And Mitch was beside me in the gym one day, and he's like, yeah, all this boxing and stuff, like, why don't you do a triathlon? And I'm like, oh, well, I, I really don't know anything about that. I like running. And he's like, well, it's running, but then you kind of bike and swim a bit. And I've always had a lifelong fear of swimming, deep water, all that kind of stuff. So I figured I could avoid that. So I did duathlons for a little bit, but then I got excited and wanted to do the whole thing. But people have always been there to say, hey, why don't you? And because I think in a, like a mindset of questioning, I'm like, well, why, why couldn't I do that? So I've never thought, well, why? I've always thought, why not? So that's been the guide for me to go through my sporting career to be doing Ironmans and marathons and triathlons and, you know, transitioning towards bodybuilding and competing in, in figure bodybuilding and fitness modeling. 
when I went to school, my undergrad was in physical anthropology. I was going to be a forensic anthropologist with the RCMP. That was my goal. I wanted to do the puzzle solve of, of skeletal anatomy, just tingly. <laughs> I just was so excited by that. But I loved, I found out that I transitioned towards working with real people and solving issues of movement and skeletal stability while they were alive. It really ended up speaking to me more. So, isn't that fun? Totally fun. fun. All from somebody telling me that they passed me in gym because I sucked. So, what I did with that, and it was my only vengeful moment, I think, in my life, is I I actually faxed them a copy of my Iron Man finisher certificate, and I faxed it off to the school with a big smiley face at the top, and uh, that felt good. That is fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I felt real that's good. That's a big middle finger. But Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was a smiley face because there were right. nuns that did the fax machine. Right? So, <laughs> smiley face. Fair enough. See, that that was... I love... You know what I love, though, uh, Fiona, is that... All of it. Well, all of it. Aw, thank you. But, yeah. you know, you... I, the one thing that I love, I love, and I relate to this, is that I love running because it's an individual sport, right? It's you, it's the road, it's you know, it's all the thing. I, I'm, I'm a one-trick pony. I don't, I, I can bike, um, but I don't swim very well. So maybe you, someday, you could. maybe someday when I grow up, right? Um, <laughs> the boys. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I love, but but it's an individual sport with a tremendous community. And that community is like, you know, that's what I love the most. And that's what people, yeah. And then people don't, don't, um, you know, they, they miss it a little bit, you know, right. They say running sucks, you know, it is that. And even people in the gym that I work at, you know, the running sucks. I always say not how I do it, you know, you, you not, not how I do it. It doesn't. Um, but, um, you know, so it's, it's just, it's just great that you, that you picked up on and, and, you know, and, uh, the way you never forget the way people make you feel. And I uh, never do. That's that's the truth there. So, um, yeah, yeah and there's good such stuff. a presenting too. like people say, you know, it's only team sports. It's only team sports. And I think, well, I was the kid that grew up hating team sports, like putting me on a soccer field to me was just such anxiety. I was very uncoordinated, like it was very upsetting. And we just don't promote enough of those solo sports enough. So. One of the things that I did up here is I managed a rock climbing wall for a while. And it was amazing. The kids that would come out and just excel on the climbing wall, just absolutely be enthralled with it. And then somebody from their school would walk by and go, wow, look at them go. God, they're, they don't, they don't really do well in gym class at my school. And it's like, well, cause he's, that's a solo person. They don't, they don't work in class. I certainly didn't. So how many kids are we? forgetting about by not promoting these individual sports and it's okay to run by yourself what if you don't have friends you know like it's okay you got to love yourself and be with yourself first you know so take us through this journey yeah. because we mentioned before that you just literally killed it on you know sergeant ken's project hope now you get so excited and you're you know this is your path this is your journey obviously we see it the second you opened your mouth you know first of all when you reached (laughs) out to me you're like podcast and i was like of course i'm like because you know um we're just we feel very strongly that if people reach out to us and they are excited and want to share on our platform that you know, there's people that sometimes are like so pumped to be on our show. We're like, Oh my God, this is great. They're more excited than we are, you know, but that's what this is about. And now how did you get connected? Obviously, um, you know, our listeners know Sergeant Ken and they know his story a little bit. Um, but how did that transpire to you? I mean, it's one thing to say, Hey, you know what? I I'm involved in triathlon. I, you know, I really love movement, but then in order to make your way from fitness professional to international speaker or recognized at a higher level, how did that transpire? Um, I am very comfortable talking to people. And I will be at the grocery store with my husband and he's like, God, please only talk to like five people here Mm -hmm. today. Would you mind? Like the social pandemic, the thing that's going on right now with social distancing, he's like, oh, phew. You know, like it's, you know, but it's better because you can yell more and project your Fiona, I'm the person at the airport and I traveled all the time. I I would be the one who's like, hey, where are you going? (laughs) No. How's it going? They're probably like, okay, strange lady, please, let's move away from my kids. Yeah, please don't sit down. Please don't sit down. (laughs) Oh my God. 
so true. So, I mean, with, with international presenting, I'm, um, I've been a pro trainer with CanFit Pro for 12 years. So I've taught hundreds of courses on certifying people and getting them excited about, you know, having a career in this. You know, one of the things that frustrates me about fitness too is people think it's a cute little hobby that you do. And, and, I'm, and I'm quite strongly feeling this is my business and it's relevant and it pays bills and it pays my heart to, to beat and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, so when I went to Sergeant Ken, I've been seeing him at CanFit Pro at Summits for almost a decade. Um, you know when he walks into a room, it's not that he owns the room. He shares the room, but it's his room, you know, like, mm-hmm. but he's do, he does it in such a giving and supportive way. Um, he's a master storyteller. So I've been going to his workshops for a number of years and walk away going, ah, oh, he really draws you in. And I have stories too that I want to share, but I don't share like that. And he'd just, he would always respond to you. So the one thing I like about Sergeant Ken, love about him is if you reach out to him, he reaches back. If you ask him for information, he provides it. He's always got a book list of a book that you haven't read yet that just blows your mind away. Um, He is the king of resilience and just sustainability and kindness and how he runs his world, so to speak, of business just is the way I wanted it to be. So I'm drawn to people that are similar to either what I would like to be or similar in personality. So, you know, when you presented on Project Hope, I'm like, oh, girl, I get the gift <laughs> thing. Absolutely. You know, it was like the uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh for the, the whole time you were on. And I just reached out to Sergeant Ken and said, you know, what's going on with this Project Hope? And he's like, oh, you got to join. And then he went on Facebook and went, oh, I, I'm at 5,000 friends, but let me see some people who haven't connected with me in a while. And he kicked out a couple friends and put me on his friend list. And he's just really inspiring to me. I love the fact that he talks about faith. I don't think a lot of people do. And it's nice to hear that somebody has a love of faith or a God, whatever God it is. And if you don't, that's okay. But I think it's important to have faith in yourself and it kind of makes your world better. It keeps you humble. So I just, he offered me an opportunity to speak and I had to think about some of the ideas and what story, you know, like I think when you talked about your, you know, some of the worst, some of the challenging things that have happened to you in your life have been gifts. So I, instead of being positive, I'm like, okay, so which things have happened to me in my life that really threw me for a loop, but I managed to get back up and I managed to get back up and walk better. I was stronger. Um, certainly the experience of, of being stalked by, um, an ex-boyfriend at a time where, you know, when you reported it to the police, the first thing they ask is, well, what were you wearing? Or, you know, um, what did you do to get him upset? And it just, that kind of mindset, which I'd like to think still isn't around, but I think it, it is a little bit, um, that was, that was a very hard story for me to share. I may have been very positive about it, Christine. And, but I came, I went home the other night and just wept because it really did open a door that I've tried to keep closed for quite a while. Um, and it's important to share, like it's important. And I had a number of people reach out to me after that podcast saying, I've been through a similar situation. Thank you for talking about it. And it is important to talk about the great things of fitness and wellness, but also the things that sometimes drive us. And that that driving force for me in that scenario was somebody that I tried to fix who couldn't love themselves. And I felt if I showed them how to love, I could, but um, they were quite selfish and I was selfless and I paid a price for that with, you know, a year and a half of my life living in fear for my life and not telling anybody because when I did reach out, people didn't listen. So it was, um, I, I champion the underdog. My my catchphrase for my fitness business is I turn shadows in the light into light for the underdog because that's what I do. And I, I root for the person that other people don't think can or should be in a gym. I've had clients that have been over 400 pounds who have told me about 
being in a gym and having somebody go up to them and say, you know, you probably shouldn't be on that treadmill. You might break it. Um, I've had clients who are in a wheelchair and somebody's like, oh, you can't come in here and use the equipment. You're in a chair. So I get really mad and with stuff like that. And I advocate accordingly. So that lights my fire. I love your passion. See? Like right I there. I told you she's awesome. Yeah, no. I, I know, you but know. cut me out. If I talk too much, like you got to let me know. This is right? a podcast. You're on here yeah, to talk. this is what Whee! you do. <laughs> um, I loved, so big thing to Fiona the other day was talking about the whole, like the shadows and the light. And that is amazing. I think what resonated, what I think is so powerful and, you know, I, I'd love for our listeners to hear this is that. You know, you openly said, like, listen, there were people in my life that were, like, dimming your shine. And I talk about oh. that a lot. There's people that yes. just suck the energy and the life out of you. And many oh. times we feel like, hey, we're sticking around or we're doing this because – and you make up these excuses of, like, well, you know, maybe I'll just – maybe it's my fault or maybe I Absolutely. brought this upon myself or mm-hmm. maybe I'm mm-hmm. just – I'm not – waiting this out long enough or whatnot. And I think that's important. And especially with, you know, with what we talk about with fitness, we are fitness psychologists really is what it is. It's, that's great that you, you know, we're here to help you, but like, honestly, what's, you know, what's really going on. And, you know, we say peel the onion, you know, um, I was working with someone the other day and she's like, you know, she's new and she's like, you know, telling me about different goals. And I was like, so like, what's your real goal? <laughs> like, I was like, so what is your real goal? Yeah. And she's like, but blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like yeah. your real you ask goal. ask it five times. Like, you know, yeah. and then she's like, well, I'd really love to wear this dress for this wedding in August and go. blah. And I was Boom. like, okay, dress. There we go. We got this. Right. All right. Now we're going to work towards that goal. Purpose. You know, I'm like, yeah. it's just little, but we can, do you think it's possible? I don't know. Ask yourself. Is it possible? Anything's yeah. possible. But and yeah, and I mean, when you're looking at, I, I always come. I like to do my best. Oh, gosh, don't I'm not perfect. I'm flossom. So I mean, there's stuff that I I struggle with, right? But I always think in the back of my mind, whenever I get frustrated, if I can't get a move or I'm struggling with something, I'm like, okay, wait a second. There's always someone who's going to be better at me, better than me at this, and there's always going to be someone who's not as good as I am at this, and that just keeps me humble to like work harder and to understand, to collaborate. I I also find that, you know, with women are taught to be very competitive with each other and don't get me wrong. I love being competitive. (laughs) It, It is a drive and a fire. It makes me better at everything I do, but I think you can be competitive with yourself and be, and do that with a sense of class and collaboration with other people. So when I left my job to kind of open up the gym that I, that I'm running here in Muskoka, I went to all the other gyms in town and said, how can we collaborate? We're all on the same idea that we're trying to make our community as healthy as possible. How can we all work together to keep us all successful and busy? And if I have a client that I think is a better fit for you, then I'm going to send them over to you. And out of the 10 gyms I spoke to seven of them were like, right on, let's do it. Oh my gosh we're going to be even busier because we're looking out for each other. And three were like, um, no, cause that's going to take away from my profits. And you're like, okay, that's okay. So people don't always think the same way I do. Um, I, the people that steal light, um, I really, I struggle with that type of personality. I struggle with the most, but I also recognize it immediately. And I take very strong steps to provide boundaries for myself redirect and minimize my time with them because they don't have, they have so much darkness in their life that they need to steal other people's light. And that shouldn't make us angry. That should make us sad, but I I can't fix. I'm not, uh, that's not my job to fix. I'm to lift people up. And if people are pushing me down at the same time, I have to make a decision on whether that person is, um, yeah, the, the light stealers, I'm not a fan of ever. There's no need to steal someone's light. Um, Christine, if we were racing in an Ironman together and I, I looked at your, your calf and you're in the same age group as me, don't get me wrong, that would make me like turn my legs a little bit faster. It really would <laughs> because I'd want to beat you. But at the same time, if you beat me at the finish line, I'd be like, that was an epic race. Thank you. You really pushed me. Thank you. It was awesome. 
Well, like, number one is that everybody on passes me on the bike. There's number one. <laughs> <laughs> and number two is that I'd get you in the, in the run. That's how that works That's for me. That's what I... Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. But then it's... I mean, I think that that is something that... It's hard to explain that to other people sometimes. Totally. It's, it's yeah. hard to say to someone, listen, work with, you know, work with us or work with me. And I yeah. think that for for a personal trainer, some people look at, you know, group X or personal training and they think like, oh, I'm just going to go stand and, you know, or do whatever and it's not going to be personal or whatnot. But it's so personal that when you do let those people in and especially yeah. people that get it, that get the, listen, I want to push you but we're in this together and here's yeah. what we are going to do. And if you're going to, I said, this is something that I go, if you're going to work with me, it has to be a fit and you have to understand that these are my expectations and I expect this, 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 and this from you. Otherwise I don't think this is a good fit. I'd do that all the time. Lay it on the line. Give me yeah. your expectations. I'll give you mine and let's just, you know, figure this out and, 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 um, yeah. it's, it's helpful. You know, I love yeah. telling them stories about me, like, you know, a vulnerable story. Then they loosen up. They get it. You know, I'm, I'm flossom too. Oh, yes, <laughs> you are. Yes, so, you are flossom. No, so, you know what I mean? And, and it just relaxes the, the scene and, and, you know, it's not as a do as I say, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, program it. It can't be. Um, I like, yeah, I like to take them on a journey. So when somebody, I, and I, I'm, I love that that challenge of selling somebody training, I, 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 not for commission-based, but that idea when someone comes in to see me, I know that they already know that they'll probably have to pay for my services. Um, they're going to have to work out. And now it's up to me to figure out, like, like you were saying to Christine, like, so all these things are great. Like, what's your goal? So I love to take them on a journey and I like to ask questions and I try to paint this picture of, so this is where you are and this is this path that you're going on and this is where you want to be. Well, you know, I could help at this conjecture. I could help it at this part of the map. I could help at this part of the map. And I ingrain myself in that journey with them. So the very end when we're like, oh my God, this is going to take, this will be like a 10 week journey. Like when do we start? And people are just, they're they're caught up and they get that collaboration. They get that I'm part of their journey. And it's just, it's, it just makes it more organic, I guess. Right. It makes it more dynamic because it's a huge deal. Like to fit into a dress you haven't fit into for 20 years, that's hard work. And to finish a race or to do a marathon or just to get through a day sometimes it's epic. And someone's journey, even if it's not the journey that you would necessarily do, if you get to be part of that and you're invited to be drawn in to be part of that like I'm, I'm getting my passport like i'm going that just sounds like fun and hard work but fun like it, there has to be a value and a and a risk that's gonna end up going really well oh man all i could think of is two things number one the um i did a uh, i did a 5k with someone who mm. jorge i'm gonna throw him out all right he's amazing he was like yeah. what did we say he was like was he like almost 500 pounds or something? Yes. He was, he, and he, and he was going to the gym and whatnot. And he was like, I always wanted to do a race. And, and I'm like, we're mm -hmm. going to do one. We're going to do 5k. And I think it was, you know, I, the last race I'd done before I did this with him was like an Ironman. And then I do this race and he's like, I don't want to do it. Cause I'm going to be last. And I'm like, you're not going to be last. I'm going to be last. That's how it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. And I was last, I was dead. Last, and that was, and it was the best race of my life. Because Aww. it it felt so good to see, you know, to see someone, to be a part of their journey and then to, yeah. he did it again and he Brian and I again. were like, yep. I'm seeing the race and um, just to see the smile and the feeling. And I said to him, I was yeah. like, don't ever forget how you feel right now because this yeah. feeling of accomplishment, something you did. Um, yeah. I mean, that was like, and then my friend, I ran a marathon with her and it took forever and I was... <laughs> Oh my God. I love time. her dearly, but it was her first and yeah. she wanted to do it. And no, I was like, I'll do it with you. And you know, and it yeah. was, it took a long time and she, my knees, my hips. I'm like, well, it's not going to be any better until we're done. So let's mm. go for like, you know, sweetheart. But that crossing the finish line and seeing someone break mm. down in tears of things they didn't think that they could do because of not just physically, but mentally that meant, I mean, we trip over ourselves mentally. I do it all the time. I tripped over myself mentally on the way in the door today. It, yeah. It's, it's so powerful to see that. And, you know, I wish that 
I wish for everyone out there that they would find people, you know, like you, like Brian, I'm here Aww, sometimes, yeah. that it that they could talk to and change their lives in ways that they don't even know. I, I, I mean, I'm just sitting here right? listening to Fiona and, you know, we talked a little bit about stretching and some about running, but... Other than that, yes, it was it was all about you know your mental approach and, mm-hmm. and and feeling well and wellness coaching is is what you know is what you're doing here and we, you know we haven't talked workouts we haven't talked anything it's just yep. really your your outlook your approach and that's the stuff that keeps you in the shadows and and you can yeah. exercise very unhealthily as well I mean we we always mm-hmm. say and you can eat kale till you're green in the face um, mm-hmm. you know but there are just there are just all these other aspects to being healthy. Um, you know, whether it's your job that you were miserable in that you needed to break loose from, you know, all these things really, really factor in, um, more than anything. They do. And one of the things that I'm doing is I've, I've, um, for the past four years, I've been a competitive bodybuilder in a sport that requires you to be as aesthetically pleasing as possible or whatever. But it, it is so much fun to be. And, and we all know the stereotypes, like with every, you know, the tri geeks of the world and stuff, we all know the stereotypes of different disciplines. And it's so great to be in a sport with my enthusiasm and excitement and ability to not want to starve myself, to do it as healthy as possible. My meal plans were always an open book for anyone to look at so they could see like, God, that girl's eating. She's doing okay. And walking around in high heels and, you know, it, it just, it's, it's such a competitive sport, but it's so fun when you make it fun because we're all standing there. Like when we're, we're getting spray tanned, we're all standing there. And let me tell you, you're never more naked than you are when you are spray tanned. <laughs> and we're all standing there and we're like, and I just kind of, we were at a group of women and I said, so I really don't know where to look right now. <laughs> and we had a blast and it's so much fun to get on stage and, when I went on stage the first time, I was by no means the most aesthetically muscular striated person in my category, but I ended up placing in the top three at my first event with like the wrong, I didn't flare properly and all that kind of stuff because I got on and the judges were like, oh my God, she looks like she's having fun. Oh my God, look at her smile. She is like loving being out there. Oh wow. She she can't really flare her lats in any way that's going to get her the first place thing. But dang, like that's somebody who I want to see representing the sport. The judges came up to me afterwards and at every event after the judges were like, Oh, there's Fiona. There's Fiona. There's Fiona. So energy and enthusiasm and kindness and, you know, wishing people luck. It goes a long way in every sport, in every discipline, at every job. Why wouldn't you root for somebody? Why wouldn't you want to bring light to someone else's life? Absolutely. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, exactly. Amen. You know it. Oh, see, it's always in my bucket list of the, like the bodybuilding thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I always think of everyone seems like it's just such a different thing. Like you can't be doing that. And also marathon running or, you know, like, do you have to quit one to do the other? Like, how's, how does that, how did that work for you? Um, well, I ended up, I had done, I think I'd done a half marathon, maybe three months before my first bodybuilding event. Um, you do have to make a choice because you can't grow and build. Right. Um, and do Ironmans at the same time. You just, I used, I, for my body type, I just got really lean at Ironman. Mm-hmm. Um, so that isn't kind of what they're looking for in, for bodybuilding. But you still run a bit. I mean, I can run up to 10K. And it's just, it's one of those events where I, I want people to understand, yes, there are some very interesting things about it that are questionable. But at the same time, you can make it fun. You can make it healthy. I've done... I've done it healthy. I do natural. I don't take lots of supplements that make me grow beards and (laughs) testicles. Oh, God, I did it. I said I wasn't going to do that. Um, But the funniest thing is about my my last comp is I actually, for my Zumba class, big shock, I teach Zumba. 
but we've all I taught did, Zumba at some point in our life. Okay. It's Zumba. at some point. Yeah. And I ended up doing a dance routine based on how they spray tan you. So I'd like lift a leg up and I would bring an arm up and we'd shake it. And I got the whole room doing this spray dance routine to like Pitbull or something. <laughs> and after that, right. And after that, two of the ladies ended up going, I got to do a bodybuilding competition. Cause that is just like, I just want to get spray tan so I can go, Oh my god fiona god you do bend over like that to get sprayed oh. there oh my god it's just so fun it's so fun i can't imagine that out tans people not that triathlete tan see right? i can't imagine no lines. i can't imagine that the spray tan thing is any more traumatizing than the iron man tent when like strange ladies are taking my underwear and and get and putting yeah, yeah. like Vaseline exactly. in places I don't want to talk about and like yeah. someone else is like putting some blocks somewhere and I'm like oh, can yeah. I have my panties please and maybe yeah. my socks strange oh. lady oh my god <laughs> at my last Ironman someone had to like take off my like I'd worn a sports bra or something had happened that I needed the sports bra off and I'm like I, I can't take my own bra off mm-hmm. and some nameless person <laughs> you know saw the girls and I didn't care because I had a spare bra and they put it on for me, but mm-hmm. I couldn't put one on. So, yeah, it's yeah. fun, eh? All these sports, it's just fun to see what's going to happen next, right? And it's that excitement. You oh. know, what's going to go differently this time, you know? It's it's just it's just a it's... treat and it's such a gift <laughs> to be able to do. Adventure. Athletes, yeah. the only people who take sticks of vaseline from strangers (laughs) how many times have you eaten like candy and food from a stranger because i've a lot it always seems like the best idea at the time you're like oh thank you yeah i'll put my after this covid thing yeah i'll put my hand in that bag of skittles like what's gonna happen sure i'll take at at the new york city marathon um, I went down there with Achilles Canada, which is a foundation, a nonprofit organization where we take disabled athletes across the finish line mm-hmm. that need a support person to go with them. And somebody was handing out tequila at one of the boroughs, uh-huh. but they were doing it in cups that like, like a drink. Yeah. Things. We went by and like, we were drinking tequila at 10 in the morning and like, <laughs> you just drink it, you just take it and drink it mm-hmm. and like. No one's ever done that to me before at a marathon, ever. It's a wild scene, that New York City. That's fun. I've had, yeah, yeah I've had cups of beer, but not at a marathon, but like a smaller race uh, where I felt like pressured where I, I should, I'm like, oh, I should, this isn't for like a whatever, but I remember, yeah. I remember running through Greenpoint in Brooklyn and, and just smelling weed like <laughs> everywhere, just running through the, the street. The Boston Marathon every Same year. Thing, I don't, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, am I running a marathon or am I riding a Boston, pony? Boston smells like, I don't even like, know where I am at like the end cheap, of that race. Uh, cheap beer, like for 26 miles. It smells like, cause everybody's partying and, and hanging out. You just smell like cheap beer. It's beautiful. Oh, so lucky you've both done Boston. That is on the list. That just looks like a hoot. Girlfriend, every year, minute. every year is Boston. <sighs> Except for this one, which I actually went out and ran Boston this year on Boston Day oh, for you. at the Jersey you Shore. Posted that, didn't you? Because I'm insane. That. That's why. Yeah, she's. Uh, she had That's the bid fine. made up. Oh, yeah. I did. I had my pace. I had like a pacing stick. I ran <laughs> the entire Jersey Shore. Yeah, people were like pace honking money. that yeah. they. Yeah, you're lucky I wasn't in my full Wonder Woman costume. Oh yeah, been great. Oh, you do it. That's just awesome. That hey, is life is too short. It's costume. we can't be this serious, you know. Isn't it? Oh Isn't it? It's a blink. Gosh. I just turned fifty last week, and it is you look like you're like twenty. That's blink. A, okay, it's annoying. I love you. Because um, <laughs> my God, it's annoying. My ten-year-old son was like, "Mom, how does it feel like you're fifty? Most people live to a hundred, so your life's half over. How does it feel?" I'm like, "Thank you." A hundred. Appreciate that. I'm gonna be yeah. robotic. Go, go, gadget arm. Oh, oh my God, Inspector Gadget. Yes. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. You don't think those Apple Watches are like Penny's watch? <laughs> Coming oh to for God, right? Remember? Uh huh. So, yeah. I never thought of that. Yes. Oh, we're stick yes. to the cartoon though. The movie's awful. I've never Matthew Broderick. Oh, oh I didn't. Matthew Broderick. No, thank you. Yeah. No. It's not so good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So tell us, tell everybody, um, tell everyone what is the name of your gym now and then where can everyone find you information connect with you ask you questions you know just say hi 
I would love for people to call in and ask me questions. I have a special thing right now that I'm doing called Try for 10. So if you've ever had a meal plan that has completely sucked and you didn't like it, my meal plans have chocolate in them. Um, they're yummy. They're kid-friendly. And I'm doing a deal where you can do Try for 10. So you can try one of the meal plans for $10, which is kind of fun, and you mm-hmm. can pay that on PayPal. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Fiona Vanderwerf. You can also find me on Instagram as Fiona Vanderwerf. What a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube. I've got some little kind of fun little videos going on there on YouTube under Fiona Vanderwerf. And there is a the gym that I work from is called Strong Fit Muskoka. So you can find us online for that. So I would like to point out for the podcast people, if you are going to do my try for 10 plan, if you mention in the message that you heard about it on this podcast, I will gift a free meal plan to somebody, whether it's uh, somebody that vol- that works, that uses the food bank that we have locally. Um, I also volunteer at Muskoka Victim Services as well as a crisis responder. So there are a lot of people in our community that would really love to have a meal plan and maybe can't afford that. So whoever does, I'll gift it out. Two for one. Awesome. You're the best. Buy one, give one. Oh, my gosh. Yes, thank you. Oh, Brian, you said it perfectly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, all right. So leave, uh, leave us with a golden nugget. Leave us with like a... A, a pearl. Yeah, leave us a with pearl. something. Remember, your your listen, listeners are from around the world. No nuggets. pressure. I mean, no pressure. Well, no, 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 no. I can, I can nugget as long as it's not a testicle like Sergeant Ken. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. All right, wait. Oh my god. So, you okay, so wait, we got to go back really fast. I know that we keep saying the word testicle. And Fiona shared this like poignant story with everybody and then she it was like, you know, kind of like a yeah, and then I saw testicles. Like it was like <laughs> and it was very powerful. It was a powerful story, but you added such levity and I it was oh, it was great. You. So if anyone out there has not, you know, there's recordings. It was Project Hope. Um oh, and it is it is Leadership Team 3, and that That's came right. out on June – what was the date? The 2nd? The June 2nd. June 2nd. So anyone, if you want to hear um, Fiona, that whole story. Get the whole testicle story. Get the whole testicle story. It's, it's whole, in there. Yeah. It's actually very moving, plan. but but yes, that's where we're that talking about. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, but just I think that idea of um, living authentically without regret, turning shadows into light for the underdog, I think – in this day and age, advocating when you see something that could be better or needs to be better, I think it's our responsibility as a community right now. And with the pandemic as well, um, I always like people to remember that it's about, you know, rough, rough seas make better sailors. You do not become better at sailing by calm seas where everything is going exactly the way you want. You need to have the storm. You need to have your boat up and you need to be tested because that's when you find out where your emotional strength is, your faith strength, your strength in others. And you got to go through it to grow through it, as Sergeant Kemp would say, right? Awesome. Boy, do we need this. You know what's crazy is that when you were talking before you said that whole thing, I was like, you know what? I commented on something and I said that calm seas never made a skilled sailor. And then you started talking about that. And I'm like, oh, my no. God. No. That's it. Yeah. Oh, you too. You, you too. might be my sister from sh- another mister. Yeah. Sharing a wavelength That's here. It. I was like, and then you started talking about the sea. And I'm like, did she? Like, there's no way she didn't see that. Whatever. It was great. Loved it. Totally. Love it. Oh, my gosh. It has been. Thank you so much for having me on. I just felt like we just had this wonderful little conversation. And I just I feel uplifted. Do you both of you feel like a little bit more giddy about that validation that we are in where we should be right now? And the time is now, right? It's not when. It's, uh, I needed it. I told, like you said, Christine certainly did it. It's just the breath of fresh air. You know, I've been, uh, I've been absorbed, uh, you know, absorbing all this nonsense that's been happening out there recently. And, um, you know, just to hear it from another kind soul is, uh, you know, it's, it's what we need. Sometimes we give, 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 and we don't take, you you feel like you're alone. Right. Like what this, this shit only makes sense to me. 
Like, right. like this is crazy. Right. Um, but you know, it's, uh, Oh, Canada, <laughs> we are moving there. Oh my God. I suddenly, I suddenly smell maple syrup wafting. All right. Oh my gosh. You are the best. So well, right back at you there. Thank you for letting me on. That oh is my gosh. Super, super fun. We're so excited. I hope our listeners had an awesome, awesome Ooh, day today. And, um, let's, uh, Let's bring you back at some point. We got to check back in with you. So awesome. Yeah. And with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.